my message kind of seems like an afterthought to me right now. That was really good, wasn't it? Oh, it was awesome. So I will promise you nothing. <laughs> How about that? Nothing promises. But I do have this, this thing I, I want to share with you this morning. And I'm going to read uh, and from Mark chapter 5. Uh, I'm going to read verse 35 through 43. And then I'm going to tell you stories from Mark 5. Uh, this is at the end of Mark 5. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. And that person had uh, was named Jairus. Uh, tells us in Luke that his name was Jairus. And that they had sent for Jesus to come and pray for his daughter because she was really sick. And then before he could get there, she, she passed away. So, and then they said, why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. Everybody say, only believe. That's a really important word. And he permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult, and those who wept and wailed loudly. Um, One of the other gospels tells us this girl was 12 years old. So it would be a it would be a mess, right? If you lost a twelve year old. And when he came in, he said to them, "Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping." And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was lying. Then he took the child by the hand and said to her, "Talitha kumi," which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Don't you love that phrase? Little girl, I say to you, arise. I used to tell my daughter, say that to my daughter every morning, getting her up. Little girl, I say to you, arise. I love that phrase. That's such an amazing phrase. Immediately the girl uh, arose and walked, for she was 12 years of age. Well, there it is. And they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and that they should that something should be given uh, her to eat. Well, um, Mark 5 is just this amazing chapter in the Bible. Um, it's, uh, there's three people in Mark 5 that had an amazing encounter with the Lord. This was the last one, and she was raised from the dead. There was also, you know, the famous story about the woman with the issue of blood, uh, you know, that Jesus touched, and she got healed immediately. Uh, that happened right before this. And before that, there was a man who had a legion of demons, which was a lot of demons, a legion, like thousands of demons. And he lived in the tombs. Uh, and so this, that's what Mark chapter 5 is all about. It's about the Lord meeting people's, uh, the basic human needs. And so there's five things in Mark 5 that are like the, the needs of every human. That he addresses is, is the first one is the the need for for de- sin sin in the, the demonic realm. Okay, that's what he did for that man. The second one has to do with relationships because he told that man that man wanted to go with Jesus and he said, "No, you go home to your family and friends and tell them what I've done." So there's the issue of relationships. The third one is the issue of health. He healed the woman with the issue of blood. The fourth one was is finances. Uh, because the woman had lost, had spent all her money and she was busted and broke uh, trying to get healed. And the last one is death. So those are five needs that we all need addressed 
in our life. Um, and so, my personal testimony, I, I have a personal testimony, this is why this chapter is so meaningful to me, is this happened a long time ago, like 15 years ago. Um, I had like a, what I was, I think, I believe it was, a, a migraine headache. Because based on what I've read about migraines, all the, what happens to people in migraines, I had every one of those, like, you know, double vision, it felt like something was torn out here, it was in here, and incredible pain that I was in. And I just couldn't, even the sheets on the bed hurt me. That's how, how awful I felt. And it went, I just woke up, and it happened in the morning, and I went all day in that state, just, you know, like 900 Tylenols. You know, <laughs> and they, you know they wouldn't do nothing, but... Um, and the Lord spoke to me out of Mark 5. And this is what He spoke to me. He spoke to me the all-sufficiency of Christ. That Christ is sufficient for every need that every human has. And in that moment, I don't know what it was, but it was like a strange warmness. I say it's strange because it wasn't natural. A, a strange warmness came on me. And I was healed of that headache. I mean, instantly, it was, it was gone. It was, it was literally gone. And that chapter has been significant to me ever since then. And I believe it's, it's significant for, for everybody that, that Jesus Christ is sufficient. Jesus is not, He's just not our key to breakthrough. He is our breakthrough. He is our breakthrough. And God wants us to really be attracted to this person. And that's what I believe the Holy Spirit wanted in this one chapter. He wanted to reveal that Christ was sufficient for, for those five basic needs which every need comes out of. That Christ was sufficient to answer answer those needs. But I wanted to tell you, uh, there was some other times. Was that good? I mean, that was really a great time for me. There was other times... Um, that Jesus raised people from the dead in the Bible. There was a, a woman who had a, uh, and this is in Luke 7, who had a son. She was a widow. She had just one child, and he died. This is the famous story of Jesus interrupting the funeral. They were on the way to bury him, and Jesus stopped them and, and said the same thing to the to the dead child, dead boy. He's probably a young man. Uh, he's, he told him to, I say to you, arise. Young man, I say to you, arise. Said the same thing to him. Young man, I say to you, arise. So, I believe the little girl, back to the little girl, I believe the little girl in that story is the body of Christ. That's what I feel like the Lord is telling me. You and I are the little girl. And I feel like the Lord is saying, little girl, I say to you, arise. I think it's, we're in a time where God is saying, for the church, for the people of God, it's time to arise. He's calling us to arise. There's another story. Are y'all are y'all following me? There's another story. Uh, it's in, I'll read this, John 11. We all know this, but I just have some particular things here I want to point out to you. This is, of course, when Lazarus was raised from the dead. In verse 43, it says, you know, Jesus had spoken. He said, when he said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. And when he who had died came out, they'd already buried the dude, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped 
with a cloth. Jesus said to, said to them, Loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. So, you know, the Lord is calling the church and calling people out of the tombs of your last season that you were in. Because many people have been in a tomb. Many people have been in a place of sorrow, in a place of death, in a place of loss. And the Lord's calling them out. And He's saying, little girl, arise. It's time for you to come out. Come out of this place. Come out of where you've been. Come out of your disappointment. Come out of your hurt. It's time to come out. But we've got to get the grave clothes off of us. Because we've been in, some of us have been in there a while. And God wants to get the grave clothes off so the, the glory of the Lord can shine. The Lord wants to, to, to really get some stuff off of some people so His nature, because He says, you know, there's a, a statement, arise and shine. Isaiah 60, arise and shine. And so that's how we're going to shine. We're going to arise and we're going to get these grave clothes off of us. Is anybody with me this morning? Okay, that's what I believe the Lord's saying. And Jesus, what Jesus said uh, to Martha, because uh, they were trying to talk him out of raising, doing this. Like, don't do it, man, because he, he was saying, open the tomb, you know. Have you ever smelled a dead body that's been dead a while? They don't smell good. We were at a uh, funeral one time, and they had these above-ground places where they buried people. And the seal on them, one of them had broken. Oh, it, it was terrible. It was like, you know, get out of here, man. You know, something died. It was really a body that was decayed. So it was, and it's a terrible smell. So they were worried about that. In those days, four days, like, he's already going to be decaying because they didn't embalm him and do all the things they do now. But the, Lord, but the Lord said this to her when she said that. Did I not say to you, listen to this, if you would believe. Everybody say, if you would believe. You would see the glory of God. So God's really calling people to believe. And, and this is interesting. Jesus did not go there saying anything. He just said, I'm the resurrection. Okay? He didn't go there saying anything like, I'm, I'm going to raise the dead. He, no, he came there saying, I am the resurrection. Are y'all following that? That's kind of an important thought. You see, God really wants us to see something about Himself. And I think really, you know, well, let me just say this. So this is a time for the church to rise. It's a time for the church to shine. I think it's, you know, taking the grave clothes off, it's a time of revealing. Okay? It's a time of revealing. There's a, a, a spirit of revelation being released right now. That's pretty amazing. And I think probably a lot of people are starting to engage with this. If you'll pay attention. Okay? If you'll pay attention. There's things that are happening or things that God's bringing into your mind, into your heart. And within maybe hours or days, those things begin, you begin to see those things. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. There's a lot of that going on right now. You see, and God's really opening up the spiritual realm, the spirit, the, the, the spirit of revelation to people. Are y'all following that? And God really wants people to engage Him, but you, got, you, need, to, you need to pay attention because it's not like some uh, grandiose thing. But if you'll, if you'll be intentional right now, the spirit realm is being opened. If you'll be a, pay attention and look at the little things and pay attention to what God's saying and doing you can begin to get some information from the Lord about what is going to happen in front of you. Now, I mean, that's really been happening a lot to me lately, a whole lot. And a lot of it's just little things, but little things add up to big things when you really take in those things into consideration. And I think that has something to do 
was getting these grave clothes off of us. Getting this disappointment off of you. Getting this hurt off of you. Okay? And that's why Jesus said, loose that man. Let him go. It's time to get loose, loose, and let go. And you've got to get this, this thing, this hopelessness that's got, that's got on people. Are y'all all right? I'm, I'm having a hard time up here. Y'all are just really scaring me down. It's really terrible. It really is. Let me read uh, Romans 8 11. This is what the Lord was, was giving me this little word Spirit of Arising. There's a spirit of arising loosed. A spirit of arising. Little girl, I say to you, arise. You can't rise on your own. You can't get up on your own. But there's an anointing, there's a spirit that God has released to cause us to arise. And it's right here in Romans 8, verse 11. It says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. This is Spirit, you know, we call it the Spirit of adoption. That's a biblical term. Well, I've made up my own biblical term. Spirit of arising. God is calling people to arise right now. He's not asking you to get up on your own. But He's saying if you've got the Spirit of Christ in you, you've got the Spirit of resurrection in you, allow that to take forth now. Allow that to come forth in your life. You have to allow it to come forth. Lazarus could have said, no, I'm, I'm happy in heaven. Right? He could have said, no, I'm not coming out. I'm staying where I am. Leave me alone, Jesus. You never, you've heard that, right? You've heard people say they ain't coming back because they like where they're at. Well, that makes good sense, but I think the Lord wants to raise some people. So, I believe the Lord's going to give a, a download to people. People who've got discouraged. People who been beat down in the past season. I believe a download from heaven is coming for these people. And it's going to really bring life. It's going to bring resurrection in them. It's going to cause something to rise up inside of them. I believe there's like a, a, a really a righteous militancy coming at people. Because people have gone through stuff. They've gone through darkness. They've gone through hurt. They've gone through loss. But there's something in people. If you've got the Holy Spirit in you, there's something in you that knows how to face those things. There's something in us that has walked through hell. There's something in us that's been in, been into hell. The Spirit has been into hell. And that Spirit's in you. And it knows how to get out of hell. It knows how to get out of dark places. It knows how to go through things. Okay, you see, It knows how to be beaten senseless. It knows how to be in a man that was beaten senseless to the edge of death. It knows how to do that. And it's in us, and it's wanting to rise up in us in this time. Because the Lord is saying, little girl, I say to you, arise. And see, when He says that, it ain't just your ear hearing it. It's the Spirit in you hearing it. And that Spirit wants to get stirred up in people. It wants up. It doesn't want to stay down. It wants to get up. It wants to shine forth. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to lay around and be quiet right now. He wants to get up and move. He wants to get up and do something. I'm telling you, we're in that time. And we have to cooperate with Him and allow this spirit of grace, this spirit of truth to be activated in us. But you've got to hear something. The Lord's speaking. He wants to tell you this morning, little girl, I say to you, arise. Let, that, let your heart hear that. Let that thing in your belly hear that. 
And it'll stir you. It'll show you how to arise. It'll strengthen you. We can't do this by ourselves. We can't do it in our flesh. That would be stupid. It would just be another old bummed out dead works. Ooh, that's why this morning we prayed over those yokes. You've got to get rid of those yokes. Those false yokes. Those burdens you're carrying. Go back and pick up the burden. The Lord, I only got that one from somebody. I'll give it to him if he comes to us and let him have it back. But a lot of revelation that person meant to carry. So, I think there's a lot of strength that's been put in people and you don't really realize that right now because you feel weak. Um, your confidence is really just shook. I mean, just sh- I'm not talking about human confidence. I'm talking about the godly confidence in you. Well, you've lost confidence and you're, you, you know, it's made you timid. It's made you question what you're doing too much. It made you back, back it off. You won't, you're not willing to take the risk that it requires if we're going to really follow the Lord. It's going to require a lot of risk. You know, risk is faith, right? I mean, that's how this thing works. And so God wants to restore people in the, in the realm of confidence where you feel confident, not in yourself, but in the person in you. Christ in you. We're in Christ. Listen, we're not appealing to our old man, our own nature. We're, we're appealing to who this person in us. We're not thinking about our old bad stuff. Hey, don't you, aren't you tired of thinking about your old bad stuff? I, well, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm, I'm shy. I, I'm, I'm intimidated. I'm, well, of course you are. It's your flesh. But you're not, Jesus is not shy. That's what we're looking to. We're not going to try to rebuild this old man. We're not going to try to live from him. It's time to live from this beautiful man. He's not shy. He's confident. He's competent. He's all of those things that he wants us to begin to tap into that in us. One thing you need to do, instead of looking for everything out here, if you want to get catch all this stuff, and there's a lot going on out here, catch it in here first. Yeah. When you get closer in here to where he's at, your Christ is in you. You'll be able to tap into more you being in Christ and what's going on out here. The more you tap into here, the easier it is to hear, easier to hear to connect with him. Some of you are discouraged. Okay? Some of you are discouraged. I think I told you the story about my friend years ago preaching, and he was kind of crazy. Uh, but I was kind of I was in this discouraged state in my life. I was in this skeptical state in my life, okay, and I was sitting in the back of the room, and he walks back there and grabs me and yanks me up. He's bigger than me. Take it away, get away with it, you know. If I need to yank somebody up, I get Martin to do it for me. <laughs> there ain't nobody going to mess with Martin. Go get him, Martin. Take care of him. He yanked me up and started shaking me. This is in church now. Somebody say, Byron, what is wrong with your your arms for your skeptical? You're not believing. You've got to get with it. You've got to start believing again. And it was like it was like the Lord was doing that to me. It was like God shook me out of this this this, this thinking, like He shook the earth off of me. And, and that's what the Lord. And I'm thankful for it today. I thank Him often about that. Are y'all okay? Yes. Yeah. 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 Also, I'm gonna tell you. So, we're, we're, let me just say this. Right, let me. I gotta. I gotta make sure I'm organized here. Like I'm. God has ruined me. You know, He's just ruined me. Now people are saying that thing. What you shared was all over the road, and I hate that. 
So one, number one, we're in a, I'm getting it together. Time, we're in a time of arising. We're in a time of arising. Okay, that's number one. Number two, we're in a time of revealing. We're in a time of revealing. Okay, this is important. We're in a time of revealing. That's what those great clothes, getting those great clothes off of you so the person in you can be revealed. And what that person has done in you. Listen, let me tell you something. There's people sitting in this room who've walked with the Lord and have gone through some stuff. And, and well, I was telling the Lord this morning, I could never keep myself. I couldn't keep myself in those dark moments. I couldn't even keep, my, keep myself on the high moments. I was going to do something bad if it was good. I was going to do something bad if it was terrible. But He kept me. God has kept you. God's kept you through thick and thin. He's kept you through dark nights and bright sunshiny days. He's kept you when you were being favored, and He kept you when you were being based. That's what Paul was talking about. So I learned, learned this, that God kept me through this. And, but He did something in you. He was working on you. He was processing you. He was transforming you. He was conforming you to the image of His Son. And that image is now needing to come forth. It is good. I'm telling you, that's what the Lord, you'd be thankful if you started thinking that way. Here's Thanksgiving. Be thankful that God's kept you. Be thankful you went through hell and you're still going. Be thankful that today you can worship. But there was a day you came in here and you couldn't worship because you were so broken hearted. You were so down, you couldn't even worship. You looked around at people worshiping and you wondered how, why in the world, how can they do that? Because you were so hurting yourself. You were so, so, in so much pain, you're such a, a low place. But today you can worship because, you, because you're not there no more. Now God's calling you to come forth. Yeah. Well, let me just finish this up here. All right, I was talking about time of revealing. Okay, now the, the, last, the last thing, not exactly the last, but almost the last thing. We're in a time of conflict. Now, the Lord's told me every one of these. We're in a time of conflict. Okay, and we, now we... Listen, it doesn't take any spiritual insight to be a bad right? <laughs> Duh. Look what's going on in our world. The world is, is dark. Well, a few years ago, I had this amazing vision. And what I saw is I saw the kingdom of heaven. I saw it. I saw what it looked like. It was amazing. It was beautiful. And I was enjoying this, and all of a sudden this darkness came. It didn't come in into what I was seeing. It came alongside of it. And I was saying, no, this can't be right. This can't be right. But yes, it is. Because the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness are both operational today in the earth. Every day of our life. And I saw the people that were under this dark reign of, of Satan. And I saw these people who were under the light reign of the kingdom of, of, the, of His beloved Son. And I saw the difference in them. Okay, and, then I, and I saw a bunch of others other stuff. But the Lord told me there's coming a day when that's going to get more intense. There's going to come a day when the, it's, the, the, the lines are going to be drawn uh, and there's going to be some things that are going to happen. And He showed me some things that were going to happen. I didn't understand them then like, because they weren't happening. Now, like, you know what we really need? What we need is God to give us the ability to interpret what we're seeing. Because I feel like it's like that dream I had years ago about the backpack. I couldn't interpret it for years. And I made up all kinds of interpretations for it. And every one of them was like, that ain't really it, is it, Lord? It's really not. 
Well, this morning in worship, I'm not, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about that in years. And suddenly he starts bringing to my mind and says, this is what it means. He says, it's for today. It's for now. That's why I shared it. Because I didn't need to get up here and share that because there was a lot of beautiful stuff happening. But I felt like the Lord said, this is for now. It's time to pick up that backpack. It's time to get back because there's revelation in it and there's abilities in it that you can put on. Those shoes I put on, I think I said, they were amazing. They had these markings on. They were tribal markings. They were some kind of tribal mark. And when I put the shoes on, they became a part of me. Suddenly these shoes became a part of me. And they gave me this power to go places that I couldn't go before. They gave me power to walk in places I couldn't walk in. They gave me power to check into the spirit realm. And, you know, where the Lord told that to somebody named Joshua the high priest. That you're, you've been given this pleasure to walk in these places. And so when we pick up the burden of the Lord, He gives us this power to walk in it. And walk in places we couldn't walk before. It's a gift. Boy, this message is getting messed up worse. <laughs> so let me just finish with this. i got five minutes. I'm going to finish with this. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, we're also, this is the last thing, Lord. We're in a time of reversal. Everybody say reversal. This is amazing. Isaiah 60. We all love Isaiah 60, right? Arise and shine. That's what I wanted to say to you. Rise and shine. Okay? It's time to arise and shine. But I decided to figure out why was they saying arise and shine from what? So I went back and did what? The logical thing. I read Isaiah 59. You wouldn't believe what happened in Isaiah 59. It is dark. It's a bad day. It's bad news. Now let me just say this. Isaiah 60 is a prophetic picture of when Christ is ruling in Jerusalem at the end days. He is going to do that, Mount Zion. That's really the ultimate fulfillment of Isaiah 60. That's the, that's the complete highest fulfillment. But there's also, uh, you know, these near fulfillments. These fulfillments for the body of Christ because we're part of the heavenly Jerusalem. We're part of that. So it applies to us today, I believe. And so... It, because the thing that they were just, they were talking about in Isaiah 50 and talking about the darkness, the injustices, the sins that had cut the people off from the Lord. And it was that dark kingdom. That's what I was reading. You should read it. It's, it, it ends beautifully. It, it's, it's got that famous scripture that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Holy Spirit's going to raise up a standard. That's in Isaiah 59. And then if it says all that, and it talks about Christ in there. Talking about the king coming. And then in Isaiah 60, then it says to the people of God, this is what the Lord's saying. Arise and shine, for your light has come. The Lord has come. He is our light. God is our glory. He's our light. It really is true, and we've got to begin to see that again and know that again in a real way. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. The glory of the Lord. God's glory. And people, I don't see the glory. Well, it's hidden from people. That's why I said start paying attention to those little things. Because little things add up to big things. And you start paying attention to the little stuff God's doing. Because God's a good, right? Parable of the talents. Oh, you did that with that little bit I gave you. Well, here's a bunch more. Here, you, oh, you did that with five dollars? Here's ten bucks. God's a businessman. And so when He begins to release things to us, He waits to see if we're going to be stewards of it. 
and use it. And if we don't, well, it doesn't mean he's not going to get us to come back later. Like, okay, let's try this one more time. <laughs> now, y'all, y'all know that, right? How many times has the Lord done that? Like, Byron, I'm doing this for the hundredth time in your life. I'm going to give you this, and I'm going to see what you're going to do with it. Because if you would just get it on the hundredth time, it's going to be awesome. Even though it took you a hundred times to get here. I am a slow learner. But listen, for behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Darkness shall cover the earth. Let me say that. It doesn't say darkness might. It doesn't say if Christians act good, everything's going to be okay. No, it doesn't say it doesn't say jack about that. It says, period, darkness shall cover the earth. What we need to do is realize this is what the Bible teaches. Okay, what are we supposed to do about it? We're supposed to rise and shine. That's what we're supposed to do about it. He's putting this spirit of arising in us. And He wants us to shine for it. He wants to pull the stuff off of us. It's holding us back, the grave clothes. So the shining that's in us, the light that's in us, can begin to be released. I really believe that. Yeah, I really believe it. I'm fixing to finish, but because I want to make this work. It says, deep darkness the people, but the Lord will rise over you in His glory. His glory will be seen upon you. That's the Bible. That's God's answer for our world. It's not arguing. It's not being mean to people. It's not kicking the people to the curb. It's letting this glory come forth and people will be attracted to it. To the glory. That's one of the things I saw. I saw piles and piles of people in the world, in the darkness, wanting to get into the where we were at. They were trying to get in. They were trying to get in ways you can't get in because there was a barrier, an invisible barrier there. They didn't understand that you just couldn't walk into there. You had there was one way in us. Of course, we know that way. That's what our job is. Listen, y'all want in. We can tell you how to get in. You can't get in the way you're trying to come in. But we know the way in. It's the same way we came in. Same way. It's a person called Christ. He's the way in. And that's that's what I was seeing in this morning. I was seeing all these people wanting in. But I will tell you another terrible thing I saw. I saw people who were in there in the kingdom walk over into the world. Because they were being lured. They were being deceived. And I saw the light on them, the beauty on them. I saw it slowly, not all at once, but slowly diminish, 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 diminish. And I looked at them, and they were gray. They were dark. And the, everything that was happening in, in, the, in the light, they no longer they could remember it, but they couldn't, they couldn't relate to it. They couldn't get it no more. There's a great power in deception. But the Lord is not going to allow us to be deceived. We will allow Him to be himself and us. Listen, and there's benefits, okay? The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising because we have the answer. I literally saw in this other other dream I had is people that I know personally, I saw chaos in the streets of America. Chaos. Anarchy. I saw riots. I saw some of the stuff that we're seeing now. I saw bad. I saw people with, with masks on. I didn't know what the hell. What the hell is that? I thought they were demons. But they're, they're people. We see them. We've seen them since. We've seen them on, on television, you know, yeah. rioting. I saw those people. I didn't know what I was seeing. 
But I saw people that I know personally sitting in this room right now. I saw the glory of God on them. I saw their countenance completely changed. And I was happy to see that because we were kind of in a dangerous situation. But I wasn't worried because I knew the glory. And I was assuming in the dream that it was all me. I wasn't seeing me, but I was seeing my friends. That the glory of the Lord was resting on these people. Let me finish reading this. Uh, it says, isn't that beautiful though? The Lord wants to do that for us. Like God really wants to do this. This is not some kind of rev you up, get you excited service. This is the truth. This is the truth. And God wants us, us to begin to set our minds towards this. That's why His glory is important. It says, uh, lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. We're calling forth. We're calling sons and daughters. To come. They had left the Lord. They had walked away. In fact, one of the people on that, that thing about the pack pack was a young man that used to be in this church years ago. They had a very powerful prophetic gift on him. A very powerful intercessory gift. Very much an encourager, had helped a bunch. Somewhere he got messed up, man. He got he really got messed up. And he walked away. And he but he was carrying all this revelation. <coughs> back, all this revelation. But the Lord's calling those people back. He's calling, he's calling them back. It says, Your nurse, your daughter shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy. Isn't that beautiful? Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. And the Lord really wants to, to prosper people. So, amen. amen. All right, the word, I'm going to finish with this. The word arise right here means to stand up, come on the scene, and become powerful. Stand up, come on the scene, and become powerful. Now, I can say that to everybody in this room if you have Jesus in you. You can stand up, you can step into the scene, and you can become powerful. God is tired of mealy mouth, milk toast stuff coming out of us. That's why I said, get, forget the old man. Your old man's always going to be crummy. I got a crummy old man. I got a mean old man. Baby says, I have a grouchy old man. That's the old man. I'm not going for the old man. I'm going for the new man. I'm going for the new creation. That's what I'm stand, talking about standing up with. And I believe when we allow that new man to stand up, I don't care if you're 90 years old or you're 5 years old or younger or older. Stand up. Come on the scene and become powerful. Remember the words over your life that God has spoken. What He has told you. His promises. Who He said you are. Start thinking about that and saying, that's who I am. That's the real me. I'm not this daggone... Uh, you know, shy, incompetent, never measure up, shameful feeling, dumb feeling, whatever else you may have felt. I'm telling you personal stuff that I have felt in my life that have held me back. It's all a lie from hell. Stand up. Come on the scene. Whatever your scene is, stand up in it. Stand up in your home. Stand up in your workplace and come on the scene and be powerful. Be confident in the Lord and allow the Spirit of God to minister life to you. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. And the word shine, it means to become light, become bright, and illuminated. There's light available. There's revelation. We can become illuminated. Uh, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And 
people say, people who know stuff don't know anything. It says in Hebrew, shine and light are two forms of the same word. We could translate this, give light, for your light has come. Give the light away. Release the light that you're carrying because your light has come. Ain't that beautiful? Ain't that beautiful? Reversals of fortune. Christ himself is our reversal. He's our all-sufficient one. Jesus is. This is not about us, but it is about us. Why is it about us? Because he said, I want to make it about you. I want you to be part of this. But I'm going to do this. He wants to, this is what he told me. I want to reverse sin in people's life. I want to reverse the consequences of sin. I'm tired of my people being victims of their own sins and other people's sins. He's saying, I don't want this no more for you. I want to reverse. This is what God's saying today. I want to reverse. If you have sin in your life today, God is saying, I want to reverse those things in your life. I want to get you out of that. And I want to take care of the consequences for you because I'm a God of mercy. There's a scripture that said that David said, I, think, I forget which psalm. It's beautiful. It says, he prayed this, Psalm 119. He prayed this. Lord, show mercy just as, how does he say it? Just as you normally do or just as you're known to do. You're known to show mercy, so show me mercy. I've prayed that prayer many times. Lord, you're known to show mercy, so show me mercy. That's what you're known for. The Lord's saying that to people. He wants to reverse that in your life. He also wants to reverse relationships. Broken relationships, family relationships, friendship related, church related. He wants to reverse all that. God wants to reverse it. He wants to bring that spirit of reversal in here and reverse these broken relationships and heal these broken relationships. Anybody, and I guarantee you, a lot of people in this room have broken relationships all around their life. All around. Okay, I'm going to just say this. This is what the Lord told me recently. Uh, he said, well, I was thinking about somebody. And he said, why don't you call them and tell them you're sorry? I said, I ain't done nothing to them. That's what I said. I'll help them a bunch, Lord. But then I got this picture of stepping on somebody's toes. You know, in life, when we do life together, we step on each other from time to time. Sometimes people get hurt, and we're not trying to be hurtful. We're just trying to live life. And so I called this person, hey, listen, you know, not if, but when I have stepped on you, I'm going to tell you I'm sorry and I love you. And I appreciate you. And he said, I can't think of any time you've stepped on me. But I appreciate you calling me. I love you to death. I love you to death. Another friend of mine, I picked on this person a lot. You know, just Picking on people. You know how you pick on people, but you love, you know, we're friends. I've known this person forever. But I thought I wanted him to call this person and tell him I was sorry for saying things and picking that really hurt them deep inside. And so I called him and said, listen, you know, hey, not if, I said saying not if, but when I have said stuff to hurt you in jest. Or in, not in jest, you need forgive. And you know, that's sort of a liberating thing for me. That sort of freed me on the inside. Now, I, I wasn't going around, this is stuff that God brought to my heart to do. And so I think we need to pay attention to this kind of thing. 
because it frees you. It frees you. And it really, it really does something for people when you tell them that. You're giving them God's love. And they're giving you love. You'll get love back from most people. Some people like I'm wrong to you ring them up and they say your number and you're blocked. <laughs> you need to do the Holy Ghost. You're going to do something. All right, so that's one thing I believe the Lord wants to do right now in relationships. Family really is important. God wants to heal your family. And, and humbling yourself. And both these people, I feel like I had to humble myself. Well, you know, big dang deal. you got to humble yourself. God gives grace to people when they humble themselves. God wants to do that for people. Okay, Finances. A lot of people have lost a lot. God wants to bring that spirit of reversal. Didn't he say that? The wealth of the Gentiles. God wants to bring the spirit of reversal. In your life. Personal finances. Business finances. Today, God really wants to do that for you. He wants to bring that spirit of reversal in people's pocketbook. Alright, health. Physically or mentally. Mentally. Larry had a word that God wanted to heal people with Alzheimer's. Dementia. That God would begin to do that. And that also, you know, anybody know anybody's got dementia or Alzheimer's? Let's just call out their name. Just say it. Lord, heal. Heal. Put the person. Heal Alzheimer's for them. It's one of the most demonic, wicked diseases that I've ever known. Alzheimer's. You bad as cancer. Like cancer. Your memories. Your lost person. So, also, uh, I believe people who lost their vision for life, lost their vision for what God wants to do, I believe He wants to reverse that in your life today. And then the last one was the death thing. Um, you know, when we lose people, there's a lot of pain associated with death. And death is painful because death demands all, it takes everything, it takes it all. And I know a lot of people have lost people in this past few years. And you know, I love what Jerry Ball said to me when his, uh, I think his, his brother or sister, somebody passed on. I called him to give him, you know, condolences. He said, well, Byron, this is just, just the time of life I'm in. These, we're old now. These are old people. That's expected. Okay? Our life does come to an end on this earth. But, some people, they shouldn't be dead. <laughs> Well, I recently had someone you know, pass away, and I just thought, I got mad at their family. I got, in fact, you know what I did? I took the, the thing, and I threw it down. And then I'm like, oh, what do I do? Because it hit this rope, the, you know, the thing that you use to order. Yeah, the program. I just threw it down. I was so mad that they were dead. And I feel like, I feel like the Lord's heart is over sudden death and loss of loved ones when they were not supposed to die. And I can say that having lost somebody in my own family, I don't believe they should have gone. They're gone. But they are. They're gone. We have to let them go. And I believe God wants to do something in us to reverse pain and sorrow of that and provide for us of loss and sudden death of loved ones and friends. Amen? So let me stand up. Well, I went over. I'm sorry. I promise you. Lord, I just pray. Lord, help. Holy Spirit, just help us. I pray, 
Lord, we want to confess that Jesus Christ is our glory. He Himself and the Spirit of Jesus is the Spirit of resurrection in us. And He's the Spirit of reversal of fortunes. And I ask You, Lord, for that Spirit in us to get bold and get strong in us and cause us to rise up, Lord, and cause things to reverse in our life, Lord. Lord, I ask you to do that for every person in this room, every man, woman, and child. And I just thank you for that, Lord. And I just bless these people. Amen. Amen.